Welcome in. This is your Jock Market Power Hour for this week's Fortinet Championship. I'm Rick Gaiman. That right there, Joe Idoni. And Joe, we're back at it again. Brand new season starts right now, sir. What up, guys? Uh, 11 days. Is that enough for you, man? Is that enough of a breather? That, it's a little too much, actually. Yeah, like six. <laughs> I think six would have been like the right number. 11 was was a little bit too much. <laughs> right. Well, uh, we're happy that there's a very short off season. I'm excited to get back in the golf. I know all eyes last weekend were on football and in some probably still will be. But we do have a PGA Tour tournament, the start of the 2021-2022 season. Uh, new name, same event, though, right? Uh, that's right. New sponsor. This is a fascinating event with the way that uh, we've got the number one player in the world here with the way that we have the graduating class from the Corn Ferry Tour coming up. I imagine there's going to be plenty of value in the jock market this evening. But before we jump into all of that, if you're stumbling into this for the very first time, if you don't know what you have clicked Welcome. Hang around. It's Stock Market DFS. We are focusing on the PGA cash market, which, Joe, at this point means uh, you can buy and sell shares of actual golfers over the course of the tournament. And the phase that we're in right now, IPO, is when we're bidding on shares of golfers. So this is really your opportunity, Joe, to kind of determine who you're interested in this week, how much you're willing to pay for them, and then hopefully, if you get lucky, if things go your way, those shares get allocated to you a little bit before 9 o'clock. You nailed it, brother. The IPO phase right now runs up until just before 9 p.m., so actively bidding right now, right? We're all in the lobby. We're, We're placing those bids on players. We're seeing that price switch, and once that IPO closes, then you will be awarded shares based on if you are or are not the highest bidder. Like you said, if you're just joining us, welcome. We've got some old videos I know that you can check out and some like really beginner level tutorial stuff. We did an awesome video with Dave uh, last week, actually, since we didn't have an event, who, who's one of the co-founders of Jock Market, who answered a ton of questions about what has happened in the past year, where this thing is going, how shorting works. Like We got into a lot of sort of advanced level stuff, so check that out as well. Uh, but happy that we're back for another active live power hour shorting is available now that means you can sell shares of golfers that you don't even own if you think that they are be going going to be going down the leaderboard in a negative manner you can now short shares of golfers which is unbelievable a couple of housekeeping items uh we are giving away cold hard jock bucks tonight 100 of them in five twenty dollar increments it is very easy to enter the draw all you have to do is comment with your jock market username that's that's literally it that gets you into a draw for twenty dollars to the jock market we'll give it that out five times tonight and then if you have not deposited yet uh there is probably no better time than now uh use the code power it is the best deposit bonus available it is up to fifty dollars so joe uh, i mean if things shake out your way tonight if you use the deposit code if you win one of the twenty you could get 70 free dollars which we have seen is probably worth six or seven shares of the most expensive golfer that's going to go this evening Six or seven shares of the most expensive golfer, 20 plus of some of the the lower penny stocks that we'll get into. And Rick, we've seen actual like testimonials where people that started with this $20 or started by winning one of the free contests where they give away free money or or used our deposit bonus and got 50 bucks and threw another 50 in for 100 total. They're up massive amounts, throwing it all back into the market every week. We've seen some of our friends here go from 
you know, fifty to hundred dollar players to guys that are are now winning a thousand dollars a week in this thing. So it's been really cool to see the growth trajectory, uh, and it all you know starts small. Yeah, absolutely. My my buddy who is I don't think he ever tunes into the Power Hour or anything else, but he'll text me. He's like, yeah, I got into the free contest, and now I've got I don't know a thousand bucks in my account or whatever. It's just it's 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 a very cool way to get involved if you're not ready for the cash market. Although you can always dip your toe into the cash market with just a few shares. Uh, Joe, before we dive fully into this Fortinet Championship, the event formerly known as the Safeway Open, what we've been doing over the past couple of months is our market move segment. This is an opportunity for you and I to go through three different tiers of what we envision these share prices are going to be for golfers tonight and kind of pick out one guy that we're keeping our eye on, one guy that we're adding to our our favorites list, one guy that we are going to be paying close attention to as we get closer to nine o'clock. So uh, where do you want to start? You want to start with the penny stocks? You want to start with the blue chips? Uh, Let's start up there with the blue chippers. Not many of them this week. So so, uh, I'll have at it first. Look, I, I kind of like Kevin Na. Um, <laughs> he finished the season great. Obviously, third and sort of fourth coming down the FedEx Cup season. I think that this course can kind of set up two ways. You need to have an advantage or an asset, I believe, off the tee. And you can do that in one of two ways. Either you're, you're accurate, right? You're sort of a plotter. You're going to get it out there. You're going to hit a lot of fairways. You're going to have a lot of wedges, short wedges in. Or the other way to go about it is bombing it, right? We saw Cam Champ do this where you hit it as far as you can. You go and find it in the rough and you have a 56 degree in. Um, Kevin Na is going to hit a lot of fairways. His wedges are really dialed in. We know that he can kind of get a scorching hot putter, particularly on these, you know, I don't know if this is a quote unquote resort style course, but they typically reward guys with a hot putter. Uh, I like it this week. I think that he'll be a fair price given the other blue chip guys uh, right around him. Let me tell you, Joe, I'm not a Kevin Na guy, uh, but this week I am. Because of all the things that you that you just mentioned, I mean, he has been. Listen, y- you got to get Kevin Na on a shorter course. You got to get Kevin Na where angles matter a little bit more. You got to get Kevin Na on a course where he can kind of wedge and put it. And with the the play coming in, uh, I certainly do not disagree. And uh, my my blue chip market mover is kind of one of a similar vein. It's Webb Simpson because same thing. Play out of the fairway. Uh, lean on your wedges, lean on the putter and see what happens. And I just wonder what the sentiment for Webb is going to be because by his own standards, and I'm sure if you asked him how his season went last year, he'd probably tell you it didn't go so well, right? I, he didn't win. He didn't win anywhere. He, um, you know, missed time with COVID, missed time with a neck injury. It just, it just was not the season Webb Simpson was looking to have. And I wonder how that impacts his sentiment for this evening. And, and honestly, for the next couple of events moving forward, we'll see. Okay. Mid-cap. These are the guys in the middle. Joe, the floor is yours. Sure. Uh, I like Pat Perez couple of reasons why. I think that he's another guy who closed the season strong. Four of his last six tournaments were a top 16 or better. Um, so essentially what that's asking you here is top 16, 16th place plays out $4.50. So I think anything right around that $4 and under mark uh, would be a great price on Pat Perez, maybe even willing to go a little bit higher than that. He, he's an aggressive player, right? He's going out there and attacking courses that reward guys who, who want to make birdies. He did that at a great rate to end last season. I believe fourth in birdie or better rate. 
played the par fives really well. You know, he's on that West Coast, back in that sort of POA mixed grass greens. And, and I just think that uh, his game was sort of trending in the right direction to end last season, which is a similar similar theme to why I liked Kevin Na. So I'm going to go with Pat Perez here in the mid-cap. Yeah, you're not going to hear any arguments from me. I'm staying on brand with Steven Yeager, uh, now coming up full status from the Corn Ferry, and he was essentially the Corn Ferry Tour's Webb Simpson, the accurate short hitter who, as he gets closer to the green, the better he gets. So you can see kind of the trend I'm building here, Joe. I think that it's going to be important to play out of the fairway from the correct angle to get to some of these pins. I think it is going to be important to hit those, you know, 75 to 125 shots. And I think it's going to be important to roll putts. I'm building my portfolio uh, with that in mind. That's the way that I'm going, which leaves us uh, with just, just those penny stocks, Joe. Yeah, so it will kind of be interesting to see where this guy shakes out. I know that the odds are really long. The DraftKings price is relatively high, but I do like Luke List this week, and he's and he's pretty low in, on, in both of those other formats. So I, I expect him to come in right around that $3 range. Long hitter, right? So, so he's got that asset that I mentioned off the tee where he's definitively long, but he seems to play, even though he has that length off the tee as a weapon, he seems to play shoot his best scores on these shorter courses. Honda, um, under 7,200 yards. This should kind of fit in his wheelhouse. He's had a couple of decent runs on Silverado before in the past. Uh, I'm going to go Luke List as my penny stock. Luke List, and I'll go with another L. It's Lipsky, David Lipsky. Again, I'm trying to snatch up some of these guys who are coming up from the Corn Ferry Tour for the first kind of full status, but this is not the first time Lipsky has played on the PGA Tour. In fact, this is going to be his 19th start. The guy had a top 10 at Palmetto last year. Remember that? I don't, but he did. Uh, so. <laughs> So I'd be happy for another T8 uh, come come Sunday, this time on Sunday for David Lipsky. So just to recap, Webb Simpson, Steven Yeager, David Lipsky for me. Kevin Na, Pat Perez, Luke List for Joe. And oh boy, we can unveil the big board for the first time. But before I do that, a couple of things here. A couple of comments. Uh, Sheerdog. Here's a great example. Here's a great testimonial. My $50 is up to $400 two months later, and I'm a dink and dunker. Fun times. Boom. Straight from the chat. Testimonial. Uh, the, the other one was, I thought I had one more. Rich says, I just signed up to Jock Market. Looking forward to this. All right, let's go. Let's do it. Let's unveil the big board for the first time this season, Joe. And it is not It is not John Rahm atop the board at this moment. It is Kevin Whoa. Nah, who has already cracked through $10. So if you are seeing our big board for the very first time, uh, Kevin Nah's current price in the jock market is $10 a share. That is asking him to finish seventh or better because a seventh place payout would be $10 per share. Sixth would be $11 a share. Fifth would be $12 a share, so on and so forth, all the way up to the $25 payout for first. Uh, Joe, the, the market agrees with you. The market agrees with us. The market, uh, so far with about 30 minutes to go in this IPO is saying Kevin Na is worth at least $10 a share. The bulls are out on Kevin. Na. Uh, they, it's actually surpassed my target price. So I may have to shift to another blue chipper, but, uh, look, they, like I said, the form is fantastic. I think this course aligns great with what his strengths are. 
Um, and maybe, and maybe you can sort of touch on this a little bit, Rick, but we know John Rahm has sort of been the poster board boy for jock market. Uh, do you think there's some leeriness given the pro-am uh, stomach bug issues? Yes, uh, but I don't think there should be. We Who was it yeah. that just did this a couple of weeks ago? We had the same exact conversation. These guys don't like to play pro-ams. And I'm not right. saying that 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 John Rahm has removed himself because he does not like to play pro-ams, but like I'm not I'm not reading into this at all. Um, like literally not reading into this at all. And actually, uh, before we move on, I think I have to make a correction here because I think these payouts, Joe, I think these are still reflecting on my big board from the tour championship, and they are. So I'll try to get this updated. So I mentioned Kevin Na needs to finish uh, seventh or better. He actually needs to finish 12th or better. So we've got to get my big board updated here, but that's a little bit more wiggle room for Mr. Na to be able to, to return a profit for his backers. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm on the app now. So if you go into that info button, once you're inside the Fortnite championship contest and you type and you go over to the tab that says valuations, they are all accurate and up to date. So you are correct. It would be 12th or better pays out $10 or more uh, on a share. We've just got to kind of update our, our backend data here a little bit. Yeah, that's just my big board. So apologies there. Now we have known uh, countless times since we've been doing this, John Rahm is the jock market king. Currently $9.01 per share. And there was the little news. He withdrew from the pro-am, did not withdraw from the tournament, withdrew from the pro-am. Uh, he's been the best player on planet Earth. Were you surprised to see him play here? Were you surprised when this field came out on Friday at five o'clock that John Rahm was a part of it. Yeah. And the reason was, was, was Ryder cup. Like for me, like I was just surprised that he's not there or, or with his teammates sort of preparing. We know how um, serious that European team takes that event. Um, but maybe this was, you know, who knows these guys have sort of uh, sponsorship alignments and commitments that they have to make. I don't know if that falls in that round, but he had such a tremendous season last year all like battled to the end right gave it everything he got until the very last hole of the tour championship so so for me you know with, with a new kid and all he went through in the in the previous season uh, I would have just thought that he earned himself a little breather but maybe he's like I'm playing so well right now let's go get that money uh, yeah, let's go get that money. That's, that's certainly, that's certainly one way to look at it. Uh, by the way, I forgot to mention on Kevin, Na, as you can imagine, this is already by far the most expensive he's ever been basically by a yeah. multiple of two, right? I mean, the Wyndham, he was $5 and 39 cents. That's the most expensive he's ever been. He has 10, he has $10 with 30 minutes to go in this IPO. We mentioned Webb Simpson in our market movers segment. Here's Will Zalatoris, our newly crowned rookie of the year, sitting at $6.93 per share at this point. And this is where we have to start, Joe, to figure out what have these guys been up to? Is it a benefit that he's been off for a month? Is it a detriment to his game? Like, this is where we have to start wrestling with with kind of the, the different narratives and the different situations for so many golfers in the field a hundred percent and that's and i try to do that like weekly and it's so tough to do is to sort of get your you know play psychiatrist and get inside of these guys head and and was he motivated by not being you know being snubbed on the fedex cup playoffs and now having you know a month and a half the Wyndham championship was the last time we saw him he didn't play well he played pretty well, it was his best performance in a while at the WGC before that, after the little bit of an injury at the Open Championship. 
that we saw, which forced him to withdraw. I love Willie Z this week. I do. Um, I, I, if I had to pick a side of the fence, I would say that he's been working his butt off. He's young. Uh, it's time for him to, to cement himself on the PGA Tour as an official card-carrying member. Get those FedEx Cup points, and why not start off the season sort of with a bang? Where we may see, you know, a little bit of of, of fatigue with some of these other guys. Like, like I don't want to disc like Rom. Nah, these guys went down to the wire, right? They went through the grind of three, four straight weeks of the FedEx Cup playoffs. So maybe a little bit of a breather, refreshed Will Zalatoris, um, and and I do think that he's probably one of the four or five best players uh, in the field, regardless. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, let's give away a little bit of money. So if you have not dropped your jock market username in the chat, uh, go ahead and do it now. We're going to give away $100. Literally deposit that into your account in five $20 increments. The first one goes to Earl O'Whirl. Congratulations. We will get you set up with that. I pass along your information to the guys over at Jock Market. It takes them a couple days and you get that money in your account. So congratulations. Uh, you too can be entered into that draw. All you have to do is put your jock market username in the chat. That's that's literally it. It costs you nothing, and you might as well hit the like button while you are sitting there as well. Um, there to me, okay. So I think there's uh Rom in a tier of his own. I think we can agree on that. Then yeah. you get like the Kevin Na, Webb Simpson, Will Zalatoris crew. And then is there another drop off? And Hideki, I suppose, you throw in there as well. And then is there another drop off to kind of the guys that we're seeing already in this $5 range here, Joe? Cameron Tregali, Pat Perez, Maverick McNeely, HB3, and Charlie Hoffman. Is that kind of the next natural tier of golfers here? Yeah, I think once you, in, in Hideki, we see down there right now, seems to be perennially. Uh, undervalued in the jock market always, but he is definitely in that tier with Zalatoris, with Webb, with Kevin Na. You know, Will Zalatoris, like I mentioned, is in there. You can maybe, like the fringe guy there is probably Cam Tringale because he played so well and was actually really good in the jock market last year. But I think after that point, there is a secondary uh, definitive drop-off in terms of, of overall win equity with that next group coming up. Yeah, I want to look up some of these guys. Uh, Cam Tringale. So let's just sort by date here. Yeah, look at this. Very good jock market player. He played in 23 cash markets last season. Average return positive 19 and a half percent. His average IPO was $5.53. He's going to go for more than that tonight. He's probably going to rival his 3M opener as Charles Schwab IPO, which is probably in the $7 range. But uh, if this data is something you're interested in, it is on, uh, it's on my website, rickrungood.com. It's free. It's underneath free tools. You can check it out. Um, the other storyline outside of the uh, number one player in the world teeing it up this week is that graduating class, Joe. And, and the, the, the less information that we have on those guys than normal. I'm talking about the Steven Yeagers. I'm talking about the Grayson Sigs, the Sahith Thagalas, the Alex Smalleys and Chad Ramey's. Like these guys that we might know their name, we might know a result or two, but we don't know as much. Are, are they an opportunity for value this evening or should we take a, a, a slower wait and see approach? I think so. I think uh, you're onto something there because we see so much of the, of the prices and where these IPOs end up settling in at, at the end, you know, at by nine o'clock here, 
depends on somewhat popularity, right? A lot of public sentiment. How many times have you heard this name this week come up? Um, you know, are, are they on your favorite podcast? Have they been a part of it? Do you recognize the player? Have you seen them with your eyes play on Sundays before in the heat of competition? A lot of these corn fairy guys, and frankly, I'm probably would consider myself in that boat. Um, you're a little bit unfamiliar on like they're coming in with great expectations. They're coming in with all these these sort of high level um, ideas and hopes and, and wishes for the season. And certainly the motivation is all there with just getting their card. Uh, but if you you haven't heard of them a lot and you haven't been following them on the Corn Ferry Tour, you could be able to find and isolate some value by just by just plugging these names. Yeah, and they and they're good, right? Yeah. I mean, think <laughs> think about good. one. They're all really good, and there has never been a better. These guys should have came up last year. Remember, yes. there's no car. So these they are they're pro, this is this could arguably be the best graduating class ever. Not only did they have a super season, but they were down there longer than they should have been. Like, there's a really strong case to be made that this this 25 or whatever that came up is, is the best ever. And the other part about that, too, is, is these 25 coming up, this isn't their first PGA Tour event because they had right. those sponsors exemption stuff last year. Like, we saw Alex Smalley show up to a couple events. We've seen Sahith uh, a handful of times. Now, we've seen Taylor Pendrith uh, come into to major championships and big-time events. Uh, with some expectations. So uh, this isn't their first run. It's sort of stepping into that PGA Tour locker room uh, come, you know, Wednesday. Yeah, the I want to get back to the $4 range here, but MVV, Mike Van Veen, uh, brings up a good question, Joe. Maybe you know the answer to this. So Rom has a GTT, G, GTD, Game Time Decision Designation. Uh, it says that share price is not refunded after injury news breaks, uh, but... I think in the past, if a golfer does withdraw before the event, uh, all of those shares are refunded. I'm not sure what happens for an in-tournament, uh, an in-tournament withdrawal. And I also think that 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 quote that Mike put up here that says the share price is not refunded after after injury news breaks. That to me is a more global all sport like basketball that's like if your guy you know if something comes out 15 minutes for a basketball game they're not going to refund all of that but i think a golfer withdrawal i think they do right bingo i think you have it right i don't want to necessarily speak for them mike on this but i know that every time i had a player last year withdraw uh basically before the event started um they were all kind enough they sent you an email they gave you all that money right back into your account they weren't going to hold a hostage on you and i think you're exactly right i think that designation is is across multiple sports it's kind of like an alert feature right like hey something's going on with john rom here before you buy these shares you know search his name on twitter see what's happening with him because something may be up here i know they had that designation on like josh jacobs in the in the uh monday night game for the raiders he ended up playing but it's just kind of an alert, you know, this guy could play or couldn't play. We're not really sure at this moment. So, so be weary when you're, when you're kind of placing those bits. Back to the big board here. And uh, we did get the, the payouts, uh, the projected payouts updated. So we are rock and rolling. How about that customer service yeah. from the jock market crew? Um, as we scroll down here, Joe, that $4 tier, uh, not only has this, four to five dollar tier been incredibly profitable over the course of the jock market cash market 
history, but uh, there's a lot of guys here, and there's a lot of names that we are familiar with. Max Homa's here, Chez Reeves here, Hank Lebiota. Cam Champs won this event. He's currently sitting at $4. Who is catching your attention out of this tier of golfers? So one guy that is, and, and you nailed it when you said this $4 range has been gold. We saw that all of last season, three, $4 range, particularly in PGA Tour golf. If this is your first time doing golf in the jock market, these guys have tremendous upside with the top 10, tremendous upside with the top five. And, and God forbid they win, you're going to make like 700, 800% returns. Um, but a couple of guys, like I like Max Homa. Um, I think that he he holds a lot of win equity in this range. He's got wins in back-to-back seasons, right? He's putted horribly down the stretch. But back on that familiar West Coast POA, I think can only help a little bit of a breather from, from having a couple of events off here, may have refreshed Max a little bit. And he's just like his talent level when he plays well, his upside potential is win. Um, Hudson Swafford's another one right down there, $4.28 I'm seeing right now. Back-to-back top 20, sort of through that uh, playoff FedEx Cup swing. Played really well, was in good form in both. Seemed to have his iron play sort of really dialed in. And you see those last three starts, a significant return. So if he can continue that form into the new fresh season, I think that he holds some value right in that low $4 range as we speak. Yeah, so that $4.25 range, which is both where Hudson Swafford and Max Homa is, that's essentially asking those guys to finish 40th. 40th or better and i think you're right in in a week where some of these guys might not have touched clubs in a week where some of these guys you know needed the rest or needed the time to fix something if everyone get kind of gets back to their baseline Max Homa certainly is way better than a top 40 player in this field. Hudson Swafford uh, with the strength of this field or, or weakness of this field might also be significantly better than a top 40 player. So that that's kind of the benchmark if you're a buyer at $4 and a quarter, Joe. Yeah, and what we see, Rick, oftentimes in these, these I guess you could say weaker field events is usually um, they're typically low scoring, which this usually is around 20 under par-ish, I would say, was what we're looking at this week. And what that does, in my opinion, is really brings a lot more guys into play. Like these guys, they're, they're, they're all able to make birdies, but the difference between, say, say Kevin Na and John Rahm's ball striking in the 10th best player in the field at a U.S. Open type course is significant. Like that ball striking advantage that a guy like John Rahm has off the tee and with his long irons creates a tremendous advantage for them. But these courses that are relatively short, where it's a lot of drivers, it's a lot of pitching wedges, like, you know, Hank Lebiota can hit pitching wedges almost as well as John Rahm. He's not going to hit a four iron as well as John Rahm. So I think it just my, my point there is it brings a lot more guys into play. And while I know you're looking at the odds board, you see John Rahm at like plus 300 or whatever crazy number he is this week. I think there are a lot more guys in play than an event where is is really tough scoring was a 10 or less under par. Yeah, I think that's fair. I want to continue to go uh, provide some value, but I don't want to give uh, forget to give away some cash, give away some money. This one goes out to Rich. Rich, congratulations. We will get you all set up with $20 into your jock market account. Give us a couple days on that. And if you too would like to be entered into a draw for $20, uh, it is very easy to do. Just go ahead, drop your jock market username in the chat right now. I've got three more $20 jock bills to give away this evening evening 
Rich, that's our new guy, right? Rich, I hope uh, oh, you yes, use the promo is. bonus below plus the extra 20. Here's $70, Rich. That'll get you uh, seven shares of Kevin Na this week if that's what you want to do with it. There you go. I did not put that together. Good good catch there. Sub $4. Uh, this is where things probably start to get a little bit hairy, but there's some familiar names. There are some new names. I see Harry Higgs at $3.62. He's had a couple of good runs here at uh, here in Napa. I see Kiradat Afi Barnrat, who played well in the BMW PGA Championship last week. Phil Mickelson makes an appearance down here, currently $2.33. Where in this range could you see yourself allocating a couple of bucks? Uh, maybe a little Brendan Steele, right? Tremendous course history here. Plays this event every year, I believe. This is where he had back-to-back wins. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Yeah, so back-to-back wins, both within the last five years, if I'm not mistaken. And he perennially plays really well here at a low $3, uh, $2.85 right now. The floor is only a dollar there if he happens to miss the cut. He's shown the ability to consistently top 25 here. So I think that there's some upside uh, at a sub-$3 guy like Brendan Steele. Yeah, I, I like that. You know, he has, again, he did not play the way he would have liked down the stretch, but you give a, you give some of these guys, especially the veterans, the guys that know their routine, Joe, the guys that know how to fix it, able to make adjustments. You give them a couple of weeks, you send them to a place where uh, he's very, very comfortable. He's hoisted a trophy. That It's kind of an interesting little flyer to take on Brendan Steele, in my opinion. Yeah. Can be just what the doctor ordered when you're struggling to go back to a place that you know you have success every year. So we'll see if Steele gets some of that bump this week. Now, uh, I think it is notable uh, that the top of this jock market has not really moved. Uh, Kevin Na, you know, 20 minutes ago was $10. He is still $10 a share. And just to re- refresh everyone, what that means is uh, he needs to finish 12th or better to return his backers a profit. If he finishes 13th, he would lose 50 cents a share. If he finished 11th, he would he would earn you 50 cents a share, so on and so forth, all the way up. Um, Webb Simpson has made a move as well. He's now $9 and a quarter, Joe. And John Rahm is still hanging here. Are, are we waiting for the, the, the rush that will be John Rahm in, in the next... 12 minutes or so because uh if not this would be the cheapest john rom has been since the pga championship yeah and look guys like we basically kind of touched on it um if he withdraws more than likely i don't have confirmation yet but you're getting your money back so if that's the concern here um it shouldn't be Rom, like even at so at nine dollars a share, Rick, what does he have to where does that pay out? What is that his expected Four, finish there? 14th, 14th. Okay, 14th. Okay. I was trying to find over here on my other screen his top 10 odds, but it's probably like at three to one. I'm saying he's probably like minus major money to finish in the top 10 this week. If he tees it up, I would expect him to play well, maybe a little added. Uh, fire in his belly after sort of being snubbed, I think, on the PGA Tour uh, Player of the Year award. So um, as long as it is the fire in the belly isn't a uh, a stomach bug and a, and a food yeah. virus that he, he ate uh, some bad Chipotle the night before, uh, I think that he'll be just fine. I expect him to, to pretty easily walk into this thing in top 10. Like if you can get him to finish 14th or better and make money on that, I'd feel pretty good about it. You know what, Joe? That is a take that I agree with, and it is the take from a man who is both handsome and has a trustworthy face, according to Hansala. How about that? 
the fans. It, look, I'll give you a close up there. Look at this handsome and trustworthy face. There it is. This Joe. is the guy. Hey, listen, this is the guy that you can trust. I make no qualms. I'm not hiding anything from you guys, even though I'm going to be live in this thing here in about five minutes competing against you for shares. Uh, if I see a little value, I'm not afraid to say it. Yeah, Joe's going to try to take those shares away from you here in the next, oh my gosh, Joe, 10 minutes or so. Uh, so so the way this works, as we kind of ramp up here towards the end, and I'll give away some more money uh, here in just one second. So make sure that your Jock Market username is in the chat. Make sure that you've used the code POWER to deposit if you have not done so already. But uh, there is... Uh, essentially a 90-second window. The 90-second window opens up at about 8.57 p.m. Eastern time. And then at any point in that 90 seconds, the IPO phase can close. So we are about 9, 10, 11 or so minutes away from this IPO phase closing. So you want to make sure you get your bids in right now. Generally speaking, it is a flurry at the end. Joe, I imagine the the strategy, the tip is uh, make sure your notifications are on. Uh, make sure that the guys that you want to target are sitting in your face favorites list that way you have them uh handy and and close by for when that rush comes because for those who are joining for the first time it, it can be a bit overwhelming when when you're getting outbid constantly at the end it can it can so make sure that you have uh give yourself a little bit of wiggle room right like if a guy's currently eight dollars and 25 cents um don't bid eight dollars and 26 cents and expect to get those shares here in the next 10 minutes you're going to need to go a little bit higher what i like to do is put in a couple of of quote unquote dummy shares on guys that, that you see that are you're looking to target right now. You can bring them over into the holdings tab on your app and then you can monitor how close that current price is to your bid price. As it gets closer, you know that you may need to pay closer attention to that particular player and, and add some shares or up the price per share that you're willing to pay for them. But you mentioned a great thing that favorites tab is in there. It helps on a big field week like this uh, where you can sort of have your guys lined up where you don't have to sort through all 150 players in, in the in the lightning that is the last five minutes of this. You can have your sort of 10 targets in place. Uh, it makes things a little bit easier. I love it. Kevin Zhang, you are the winner. 20 bucks coming your way, Kevin. Congratulations. We'll get that all set up. I've got 40 more to give away. Uh, I will give away one more after this IPO closes and one more at the end of the show. So make sure that your jock market username is in the chat right now. And Joe, uh, our lobbying did work because John Rahm has now matched Kevin Na at $10 a share. And it is noteworthy uh, that Rahm is the number one pre-ranked golfer. Webb Simpson is number two and Kevin Na is number three. So for those joining again for the first time in a sport like golf, where there are a lot of ties, Joe, that's important because the pre-rank it breaks those ties right if if rom and kevin na tie for second john rom is going to get the full the full payout for the second place uh prize yeah so so extremely important so you see the difference between second and third there is a two dollar difference then you know incrementally it comes down so where you see a lot of times that there are six players tied for fourth place uh that can be a five dollar swing per share which ultimately can be the difference between a, between a winning and, and a losing week. And I touched on it earlier. I'm looking now. The odds for John Rahm to finish top 10, you've got to pay minus 250 on that right now. Like the, the, if, you want, if you like John Rahm this week, there's one place to take your dollars on him, and it's not a fantasy site. It's not a sports book. It's right here in Jock Market because that's where the value is currently. 
Yeah, and the other thing is if he finishes 11th, um, you are still going to make 50 cents a share if he stays at $10 a share. And if he finishes 11th and you've bet him to finish inside the top 10, you can kiss your money goodbye. You will not be getting anything in return for that. Uh, the rest of this board, is this shaping up as you imagine? Webb Simpson, Will Zalatoris, Cameron Trigali, Hideki Matsuyama, and then a guy we haven't talked about who I know is going to be incredibly popular this week, and he's honestly quite popular most weeks, is, is Harold Varner third. You know, ended his season with a couple of really good events in the playoffs. He finished 11th at the Northern Trust, 12th at the BMW Championship. I imagine he's going to continue to catch steam as we close in on the final seven or eight minutes, Joe. Yeah, certainly a hot hand. Uh, much like Kevin Na and, and like Pat Perez that I mentioned earlier, coming in playing some of his best form of the season. Um, I... I'm a little bit tepid on Harold, especially given that current price. Like, like for me, it all depends on kind of how this thing shakes out. I like Chuck Hoffman a little bit more, but for me, like if I'm, if I'm weighing buying shares of Harold Varner right now, and I see Hideki right there at it, I could pay another 30 cents a share and get a guy like Hideki and his upside and his level of consistency that frankly Varner doesn't have. Um, I don't mind paying up for that. $6.23 right now for Harold Varner III. You are asking him to finish inside the top 26. 26 would pay out $6.34 a share, and then obviously incrementally upwards the further he goes up the board. Um, are there any surprises? You know, I was, I think for me, the biggest one would be Mito Pereira because I know how popular he's going to be this week, Joe. I would have kind of imagined him almost in the Cameron Tringale mix. Uh, he played incredibly well after he came up last summer. I think he's kind of the flavor of the week the flavor of the month he's the the more familiar kft guy that we all know about i i i guess i would have expected him to be higher than mav mcneely and taylor gooch at this point yeah to your point i have heard his name a lot this week so usually that public sentiment seems to carry over here um you know i i just think that there's probably some other guys that if you do a little bit more digging also off that corner ferry tour uh, that make a little bit of sense as well. And you may be able to get them at half the price of someone like Mito. Granted, Mito had, what, three wins last year on the Corp Ferry Tour in like a six-week span. So the guy can get incredibly hot. We know that the upside there and the winning potential. Um, I, For me, the price point right around there, some, some more established guys on the PGA Tour, I would tend to lean, but I can certainly see uh, you know people going to that flavor. All right, here we go. It's about that time. We are four or five minutes away from this IPO phase closing. So we are going to bid you adieu, Joe. We are going to go let you do your thing. He is going to create his portfolio. He's going to be bidding against you. Hopefully you can steal some shares from him. Uh, and then we will see what his portfolio looks like in just a few minutes. Joe, good luck. Uh, Godspeed, my friends. <laughs> Thank you. I'll see you in a few. All right, so uh, the big board. I'm going to take you the rest of the way here, and we have a third golfer over $10 a share. His name is Webb Simpson. He just got a bump. He is now the most expensive golfer in the jock market. He is pre-ranked second, meaning that John Rahm is the only golfer in this entire field that is going to break a tie in favor of himself instead of Webb Simpson. $10.50 a share is asking him to finish 11th or better. If you think Webb Simpson can finish 11th or better, you are probably a buyer at $10.50. 
defense. And now it is a clear trio of golfers above $10 with Kevin Na and with John Rahm. Right behind is Will Zalatoris at $8.88. If you are a fan of the Rookie of the Year at $8.88, you're asking him to finish 15th or better. Hideki Matsuyama, $7.16. And Cameron Tringale, the only other golfer in the $7 range. There was a question earlier about guys who get off to a hot start. Uh, Cameron Tringale uh, historically has been a quick starter. Uh, off the top of my head, I believe he was third last year in scoring average in the first round. Uh, that might be an opportunity for you to buy Cameron Tringale, uh, see if he can get off to a hot start, and maybe start try to cash in on some of those profits. Or uh, if you did not get shares of Cameron Tringale after the first round and he's up, he's playing well, maybe you want to short him. That is now an option for you, even if you did not uh, buy shares of him here in this IPO phase. Um, Hideki Matsuyama, 750 as I mentioned. The $6 range. Harold Varner III, Charlie Hoffman, Sebastian Munoz, and Emiliano Grillo. Uh, Charlie Hoffman, with a 7 as his pre-rank, is very valuable compared to the rest of the peers here in this $6 range, considering the fact that Emiliano Grillo is actually ranked 18th, meaning that there are 17 other golfers that are going to break a tie ahead of Grillo. Charlie Hoffman, only 6 golfers. If you're a buyer of Charlie Hoffman at $6.57, you are asking him to finish about Top 25. That's not so bad. He piled up top 25 finishes last year. Charlie Hoffman. This should, in theory, be a pretty good fit for him. Then we see a couple of names that are probably more unknowns. We had the conversation about Mito. He's at $5.50. Taylor Pendrith, $5.26. Steven Yeager, $5.01. Those are all a little bit of flyers. We don't have a whole lot of information on those golfers, but we will get more as their PGA Tour careers continue to grow. By my clock, it is 8.56 p.m. on the East Coast. That means we are very close to this IPO phase closing, uh, probably one, two minutes or so. When we hit 8.57, there is going to be a 90-second window in which uh, the IPO phase can close at any moment. I just gave the big board a refresh, and I have seen no changes at the top. Webb Simpson. Is Webb Simpson going to be the most expensive golfer this evening? If he if he finishes at $10.50, it'll be the most expensive price he has been since Phoenix, the waste management. That was like January or the first week of February. Uh, outside of that, uh, we have not seen a price on Webb Simpson at this point uh, that expensive. We are now in the period where this IPO phase can close at any point. It's a 90-second window. It could close right now or now or now, or in a minute. It can close anytime. People get your bids in right now. Uh, the, some of the cheaper values down the board in that a very valuable 4 and $5 range. I continue to see uh, two-time winner Brendan Steele here, $4.95. Hudson Swafford, your 2020 champion, not last year, but the year before. Technically, this is 2022. Cam Champ is here, $4.76. You want to go a little bit further? How about Brant Snedeker? If this thing turns into a driving accuracy, wedge fest, putting contest, Brant Snedeker might be your guy. He is currently going for $3.91, which is asking him to finish about 43rd. Can Sneds pull out the magic and finish 43rd? I'm going to try to sneak one more refresh in here, but this IPO phase can close at literally any moment, and we are we got to be up against it here. But I'm going to try to get one more. Open. I'm going to try to get one more refresh in. According to my big board, the top three have the top four have not moved. Is that true? Webb Simpson 1050, Kevin Na $10, John Rom $10, Will Zalatoris 8 dollars 
88. Those four have not moved in the last couple of minutes, which is a little bit surprising. We are seeing some upward mobility from Pat Perez and Max Homa. Uh, Brendan Todd seeing a little bit of gain along with Mark Leishman and Maverick McNeely. But this, this jock market has stayed relatively calm, at least near the top of the board for the last two minutes or so. And by my clock, it's 858. This might be uh, rivaling one of the latest closes that we have had in recent memory here. We've had a couple of early ones. I think we're shut down, buddy. Is that it? I believe, yes, that's it. Shut it down. Shut it down. The IPO phase is closed. So we are going to let the dust settle here. We're going to let the data refresh. We're going to find out what Joe's portfolio is. We're going to give away a little money. We're gonna let the dust settle. How was it, Joe? How was it was? That was a long one, late one. The, the it was a long one. The notifications were on fire. Uh, they were coming in as fast as I could place new bids. Uh, I was still unsure at this moment. You know, if you're used to this, you know there's a little bit of the waiting game to see how many of those shares you actually got until they come over into your holdings tab. But uh, we'll see that here in a minute. Here and then, and then live bidding starts. You know, bid, sell shorting uh it only has just begun it has only just begun let me give away 20 more dollars but i want to give the big board a minute here make sure i have all the latest data uh make sure that that's that's rocking and rolling so let me give away 20 more dollars and then i have one more to give away this one goes to trenton and trenton you're gonna have to confirm this for me so i see that your username is shoots the puck it might be shoots the puck uh So I'm going to just confirm that for me, because if I send $20 to shoes, the puck, uh, that might not make it to you. So just, and we've just, done this a couple of times, right? Where I people put their handles in wrong and then we send it to jock market and they're like, that person does not exist. Yeah, that doesn't, I, I, I should quick make a username with that and be like, Oh, there it is. No. Um, yeah. Confirm that for me, Trenton. Confirm that for me. All right, Joe. So, uh, let's talk about who made it onto your portfolio for this evening. And I would like to find out, uh, you know, how pleased you are with, with how everything shook out. I'm very pleased. Um, I got nine guys. So that's <laughs> more than I usually, <laughs> a little, uh, a new season, new me, man. No, uh, I was just excited this week, had a week off and, and, you know, I had the technical issues on the tour championship. So was excited to toss a little money in the jock market this week. Um, I started off up top and I didn't really go into that blue chip range. And I went straight to my mid cap guy at Pat Perez at uh, $6 per share. So that's who I let off with. Uh, let me go down from there. So a couple of guys in the $5 range, uh, your guy, Steven Yeager, got some Yeager shares, Yeager bombs, Yeager bombs. Uh, uh, Brendan Steele, who I talked about earlier was at 492. Doug Gim was at 472 a share. These guys are all showing sort of positive returns so far based on their their sort of fair value projecting. And then I got a, a lot of guys here down in the, the two, three dollars. So a lot of penny stocks. Here's who I got. Luke List spoke about him. He was my penny stock. Roger Sloan at $3.50 closed the season really strong, right? Was in that massive playoff that Kisner ended up winning. So we'll see if he can carry that over a little bit. Um, Hudson Swafford was a guy that I forgot to mention at $4.80. And here's kind of uh, the last two guys. So the first one's Adam Svensson, uh, was just really cheap, $2.75. And the last guy uh, was, was, was a gut pull here, 25 shares at the very end. 
$3.19 per share on a major champion from last year. Are you saying Phil Mickelson? I did it, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't resist, Rick. Uh, At $3.19, I saw there getting out. I I was trying to get Cameron Young, this guy off the Corn Ferry Tour, and he kept jumping up a lot late, and I was getting outbid, and and Phil ended up being like the same price, so I was – yeah, uh, it, it was my last pull. Why not? Uh, Pat Perez, Steven Yeager, Brendan Seal, Doug Gim, Luke List, Roger Sloan, Hudson Swafford, Adam Svensson, Phil Mickelson are the nine that that uh, Joe is going to battle with. Although, Joe, uh, that portfolio is small compared to Brandon Allen, who got 15, and even smaller compared to MVV, Michael Van Veen, who got 38 different dudes. How about that? MVP, Mike Van Veen. Yeah, no, he's right, though. I might need to uh, to offload some shares in order to get some NFL money down this weekend, but uh, <laughs> or just go back in and, and get another deposit. But that's a ton of fun as well. Um, like we had mentioned, right? You can sell these at any time. You just check the bid price. If you see a number that you like and some positive returns, and you feel like taking that at any point from now until Sunday, you're more than welcome to sell those shares to, to your next available bidder. At the same token, we touched on shorting a little bit, but if you see someone that's overvalued and you think they're coming back down the leaderboard, you can kind of play this thing from both sides now. And has really what I noticed at NFL Sunday last weekend, just up the, the fun and the liquidity and, and all the different aspects. It's brought that bid and that sell price closer together. So it's just more action, I think, on the table for everybody. All right, I'm going to reveal the big board, but Joe, if you can try to confirm this for me, if you have it handy. Um, mm-hmm. So I see Webb Simpson at $10.50, Kevin Knott $10, and John Rahm at $10, but that did not change at all for the final three minutes, which I guess is possible. I'm just, if that's true, I'm surprised, I guess is the way I'll put it. Yeah, see, I only see their their sort of live price since I don't have any shares of any of them. I don't see the the IPO cost, but yeah, wow. Somebody in the chat, somebody in the chat who has shares of Simpson, not or Rom, just confirm ten fifty for Simpson and ten bucks a piece for not and Rom. I don't even care that much. I I I don't even think the prices are wildly crazy. I'm just surprised to not see more movement, Joe, especially for John Rom, who, as I mentioned, um, that is. The cheapest he has been since the memorial, the memorial which he which he led by led by six shots on Sunday. And the memorial with like one of the strongest fields of the year. Like this is one of the weakest fields of the year. So yeah, surprising number on Rom. I think what it comes down to, Rick, and like I kind of find myself into this boat that you saw with the guys that I took is is how do you want to play this? Right? Do you want to play it sort of? Um, just like with your stock portfolio, do you want to play with, with a little bit less upside, but much safer returns, uh, and like an S and P or something like that, that's John Rom, right? You know, the returns are going to be there, but you also know that if he goes out and wins this thing, you've got 2.5 X on your money. It's $25 payout. You paid 10 still solid numbers there, but what we kind of hunt on some aspects for something bigger. And we're looking to try to catch one of these three, $4 guys that has that one week a season uh, where you see those massive returns and you get more of an, an aggressive strategy and, and potentially aggressive returns. So just different avenues to play, but yeah, certainly, certainly shocked to see not much come in there in the final five minutes on, on a stud like Rom. Yeah, we did confirm that. Those numbers are absolutely accurate. Uh, just below that, so not a single golfer in the $9 per share 
range and only one in the eights. That was Will Zalatoris, 888. So uh, that is essentially asking him to finish 14th or so. Uh, 14th would be a profitable week for Mr. Zalatoris. And then the sevens, Joe, uh, which one of these do you like the most? Hideki at 750, Tringale at 703, or Varner at $7.01 per share? It's Hideki for me. Um, I don't think it's a huge, you know, surprise that I'm saying that necessarily, but I just feel like he's in that tier that we spoke about of, of sort of the second class after John Rom. And then you get a pretty precipitous drop off when you start to get to Tringale, Varner, Hoffman, Munoz, Grio. Um, I think that he sort of belongs in that upper echelon. The next range, uh, I think the guy that I'm I'm really interested in, and we talked about it, it's Max Homa at five fifty five. So five dollars and fifty five cents, thirty first or better. Uh, on paper, uh, Homa should easily uh, be able to to surpass that, right? In this field, top thirty, no problem. However, the short game, both on and around the greens, coming down the stretch was. I mean, almost like my short game. It was horrendous. And, and I, I just am real. I, I'm just kind of excited to see how this shakes out. Cause I would not be surprised to see him be, uh, you know, a top five guy. I would not really be surprised to see him continue to struggle if the short game hasn't been fixed. So to me, $5 and 55 cents, that's an X factor price for Max Oma. Yeah. I think that, okay. A couple of things. I think that um, he plays better on the West coast. We know that he's more comfortable out there. The other thing that, that is a little bit, you know, hit or miss is he's got those wins at quail and Riviera, which are long golf courses, right? So I think that the driver, while not always an advantage when it's on, it is a major advantage for him because he, in those events where he's won, he's just been striping it down the fairway. He's always been a really good iron player. I have him 17th in approach over the last 24 rounds, even amidst sort of a struggling finish. He's always a really good par five score, which we get the full complement of four par fives this week, even though, you know, only 7,200 yards, you still do have those four par fives in play. So, you know, he's going to score there. You're right. It's going to come down to whether he's been able to clean up that short game a little bit. Yeah. I'm trying to just go further down the board. I want to see if anybody really kind of stuck out to me a little bit uh, a little bit cheaper here. I mean there's a couple of notable names. Again, there's so many of these of these guys coming up now with full status that I'm really interested in seeing like Brandon Wu at $2.50. Um uh, there was uh Paul Barjan who was actually even cheaper at $1.51. Like these are the guys and 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 Joe, I think I think there's going to be a lot to take away from what happens this week and next week for some of those young guys, right? It's going to be weird. Where's the locker room? What's the routine? What am I supposed to do? They're going to get consistently more comfortable. And even if they struggle this week, I'm willing to write a lot of that off just to kind of see where they're headed in the next three, four, five weeks. Yeah, certainly there's going to be a process where they become acclimated. I think some of them had a little bit of that last season. But yeah, I like I'm interested in a couple of those names and kind of seeing how they do. I mentioned Cam Young. Um, I think Taylor Pendrith is another one. Both of those two are very similar in that they hit it a long way, right? So they're those guys for me kind of fit the the Cam Champ mold in terms of finding a winner who are just going to hit driver everywhere and end up in that 80 to sometimes 50 yards away from the green and just hope that they've got an angle in whether, you know, whether it be in the rough or not, that they could stick a sand wedge in there. So they have that very unique and reliable 
asset in driving distance and length off the tee. And we're seeing that with a lot of the Corn Ferry guys coming up. Like these guys all are going to immediately step on the tour and be in the top half of, in driving distance. So the younger the players, the further they seem to be hitting it. Um, so definitely, I think, an, an advantageous situation for them in a week like this. I don't have the full list of 25 that came up. And technically, I think there's more than 25 because some guys got like a win. It, there's probably like 30 of them or whatever. But um, what would what would you set the line for combined number of wins from those 25 or 30 guys? It's this, I don't want to go crazy season? like seven. Yeah, like this season, like 48 events. They're going to play all the week. Like is 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 the number is a lot is the line one. It's probably like I would say it's probably two and a half. Wow, but, but one one may be it, but yeah, it's definitely not seven. But um, <laughs> some of these weeks, there's the off weeks. There's like weeks like Barbasol yeah. and stuff like that that these guys could show up and get a win, True. and we could see one of these guys break through. I mean, we saw it in the year where where what it was Morikawa, Wolf, and was there three maybe that year? But that was a really strong class as well. But it seemed that. That year was really top heavy where you had like the three or four big names. This, it just seems like there's 20 guys who are just set up and capable to be able to step in here and, and play right away. I think people are going to be very surprised and very impressed with their with their game. Um, if you, and, and then also, if you have a chance to go, I, I know the new Corn Ferry Tour schedules out. It, they come to a lot of different places. If they're coming near you, do yourself a favor. Go watch them. They're, they're really impressive. So um, I'm super stoked. Uh, final $20 to give away. This one goes to Burr Locker. Burr Locker. Like Brian Urlacher, right? That has to be what that is. Uh, congratulations, Mike. We will get you set up. That is the $100 that we have given away for this evening. Uh, we will be back again next week to do it all over. Additionally, if you have not, let me put the banner up. Use the code POWER. The best possible deposit bonus that there is. It is a full match up to $50. Uh, that is free money. Go ahead and use the code. Joe, any final parting thoughts before we get out of here and embark on the brand new, uh, believe it or not, 2022 season? <laughs> Happy to get it underway, man. So quickly. Um, we'll be here with you every week. 8.15 on Wednesdays, walking you through this kind of closing week of, of IPO. Uh, for the PGA Tour. Like I said, we've got a ton of videos up on the page with little tutorials and little uh, helpful tips and things like that here. So feel free to check that out. Follow, subscribe, do all those things that help us out as well. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. See you next week. Follow Joe on Twitter at Tour Picks. You can follow me at Rick Run Good. This has been your Power Hour for the Fortinet Championship. Good luck. Peace.